Welcome back to another episode of Highlight of the All Sports Culture Podcast. The first episode of this year after an NFL game has already happened. Let's fucking go. It was a great game. Cowboys, Bucks, unbelievable. Final score, Bucks 31, Cowboys 29, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. So um we'll, we'll obviously we'll break down the game, why they lost, some overreactions. People are saying some stuff. We'll talk about that. And then um, in the second half of the episode, we'll break down a game that we're all interested to see this weekend. We won't break down every single game. It would take too long, but we'll talk about, you know, storyline or something, a debut, maybe um, a QB matchup that we're all interested to see uh, this coming NFL Sunday. But first, let's talk about Bucks Cowboys. Really, really good game. Um, obviously, the line for this game was Bucks minus nine and a half. I was telling people to take Bucks minus nine and a half. Um, and it turned out that the Cowboys were able to keep this a really close game. And if you look at it on paper, you wouldn't really think like if you told me that, well, I guess this just speaks to how good the Bucks are, but the Bucks had four turnovers. And a lot of them were like kind of bullshit. It was a lot of like the Chris Godwin one was like a bang, bang play. Like those, those happen. He got hit. The ball got hit his helmet. Um, and then the Leonard Fournette interception one went right off his hands. You had the Ronald Jones fumble. The guy took it out like right out of his bread basket. There's a lot of turnovers. And if you told me that the Bucs were going to win this game, it just speaks to how good they are and how bad the Cowboys defense is. A lot of people were talking about that the Cowboys defense is better than everyone thought it was going to be. Maybe like 1%. Um, it's still not good. They were able to turn over, like force some turnovers, which is good. But even with a great offense like that, they still lost this game. You can't give the ball to Tom Brady with a minute left on the clock. That's also a bad idea. So what do you, what do you guys think about the game? Um, yeah. I mean, could we have had a better first game? That was incredible. Um, and I was on the, I'm on the same agreements with you, Sully. I was telling people if I had a bet, I would done the minus nine and a half. But the thing was though, I like half of me was saying, I think this could be a blowout. Dallas comes out. They're slow. Dak doesn't have that great of a game as we think. Defense is bad. Tampa kills them. But I could also see that reality where the offense of Dallas and it's just like a constant going back and forth and they keep it close, which obviously that was the reality of the situation. So a lot of fun in that game. And like you said, Tampa Bay having four turnovers, technically three. I mean, the Hail Mary was kind of just yeah, yeah, whatever. Except like Cowboys fans are like, he almost ran it back. And I'm like, he did. I almost. mean, kind of, but. That, that I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it does speak volume to how good that Tampa team is. And I, it was funny because I had a friend who's a Cowboys friend. Immediately when Zerline had the field goal, he says, we lost the game. We left way too much time on the clock for uh, Tom Brady. And I was kind of in the same fence. I mean, he, what was it? One touch, uh, one time out left, like one minute, 12 seconds left. It's plenty of time to just get in field goal range. And Tom Brady did just that. Do you guys think it was offensive pass interference? Yeah. So close, man. It's so I, close. Here, here's my thing. I think it was. The game in here, and I understand people are going to make the argument that it's Tom Brady, and it's like he always is going to get away with things. I guarantee you, in a moment like that, the referees are always going to allow them to play more than call a soft call. It's just how <laughs> NFL has always worked. I'm completely fine with it. I'd much, I'd much rather that have that happen or unless then like you go back on the replay and it's the softest call ever. And that's how Dallas wins the game. 
because we've seen in years prior a, a lot of situations very similar to that. In my opinion, I don't think it was, but like obviously you could see him kind of push off a little bit. I think it was more just he was trying to get his hands in the right position. Whatever, though, it, it, you can go 50-50. But regardless, overall, though, it was an incredible game. Um, I do think that that – I mean, you could – the fact that you could get Dak comeback player of the year odds for plus 200 is a fucking joke. I hammered that thing, and it looks like my uh, uh, bet it's going to do pretty well. But he had an exceptional game. Um, I'm guessing we'll talk about Zeke when Sam's done, so I'll kind of leave my whole rant on Zeke until after that. But overall, though, incredible game. What a great first game that we had. And uh, if this doesn't get you excited for the season, then I don't know what does. I have a question. You have an answer? Have answers. Was that the best game of Dak's career? I You saw the Orlovsky tweet. Where he no, was not, like, not even that. I just – I'm asking. Uh, probably. I mean, given up, given the circumstances going against the Bucks defense, seeing what they did to Patrick Mahomes, whatever it was six months ago. Uh, yeah, it was. He was. It was really a very, impressive. very good game. He was really good. Like just, just plain and simple. Like for his first game back from his his ankle injury, and then also he had this shoulder injury throughout camp. They had him throw 56 times, 56. That's fucking insane. Like, and I know this is a pass heavy offense, but I mean, when you're doing that against Tampa Bay, who has this elite pass rush, arguably the best in the NFL, you know, that's scary. And this is the first time Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins are back on the offensive line. Uh, Zach Martin is, was out for this game because he got COVID. But I think Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins didn't miss a beat. They were great in this game. Uh, Dak had a lot of time. And now there are some things that I wish that uh, this offense did, and it fell a lot into the McCarthyisms of the old Packers where they just kept fucking throwing the ball and mismanaging the clock like hell. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys did on that last drive where they, like Kurt, you brought up, they just left way too much on the clock. Like they're, they got in field goal range and it was like, they got rid of, I think Tampa had two timeouts and first play Dak just immediately throws to the sideline out of bounds. It's like, okay, the fuck are you trying to do there? Second play Zeke runs for like seven yards. I'm like, boys, <laughs> that's a first down and both their timeouts gone. And you could have gotten probably the whole the whole down, and then you could have run the clock out even more. So that was just really bad management. Uh, there was a lot of decisions like the going for the field goal, a sixty-yard field goal after Greg Zerline missed both a field goal and an extra point right before that. Um, of course, he was going to fucking miss that kick. Like that was obvious. And there's just a lot of weird decisions in this game um, from the coaching staff, but. Tampa barely escaped this game, but they had turned the ball over four times and they won. I mean, that just says everything. I mean, Brady's receivers were just bad. They were really bad in this game, aside from Antonio Brown, who had a great game and Rob, ugh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but Chris Godwin, Mike Evans had a really bad game. 
Um, oh, I know. I had him in my big fantasy league. I, was I don't, I don't know pissed. why you're even having Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike in Evans your sucks. AB is the best wide receiver on the team. But yeah, I mean, that that might be right. Like AB had an amazing game, and he looked like AB that we all knew. Um, and Tom Brady, my God, like he looks that, really good. That man's arm just hasn't changed. Like he's yeah. that thing had zip on it. Like that one pass to Gronk. Over the one the pass to Gronk was ridiculous. That looked like a dart. Yeah. Like he was so good. And I don't know when this guy is gonna leave the league. But Jesus Christ, he's forty four and he's still throwing like that. Like we could be in for the best. Tom Brady we've seen since what 2018 well I think. And, I, and I also love because it's like Collinsworth obviously was talking about it a shit ton in the uh broadcast but he was like you can't really like obviously you can go back to like his MVP years but there's not a lot of years you can say at least after that game that like Tom Brady he looked as good as those years and that the fact that he's 44 years old it just makes it all that more remarkable so I'm in agreement, and like a lot of people are on Twitter saying like this guy has a legitimate shot at MVP at the age of 44, and like yeah. that's not ludicrous at all. Yeah, I mean, the, like people are trying to use those two interceptions. Like, bro, one of them Fournette literally had in his hand, and he dropped it like he was looking up in the sun when it was a <laughs> night game, and then the other one was an arm punt essentially at the end of the court and end of the half, so that they could get a hail mary attempt, and then you go to Dak's interception. And people are going to, like, try and use that. Bro, that ball was a fucking dime from Dak. Right, It's funny double, because, double like, coverage. right after it happened, like, everyone was like, you just can't throw into that, like, that much coverage. But you look at the throw, CD just dropped it. I mean, there's no – it's plain. It went CD, right through his And, hands. look, CD had a good game, but, like, the three drops, it's just – Hey, don't talk shit about my boy CD. I'm not, but uh, my guy Amari for you the were right about Mc- you were uh, right about Amari though. Amari yeah. had a great game. He yeah. looks unstoppable, and it's Gallup. It's, Gallup's out five weeks. Is he actually? Yeah. yeah, three to five. Shit. Good and for Cooper kind of got but... tweaked a little last week too. Yeah, or last week, last night too. So that's. That's I was be so tough. worried after that Cooper touchdown because I mean, at that point, I'm at like 37 fantasy points. I'm shitting on Jake's team, but then he's like slow to come up. And I'm like, fuck, like this is, we'll see. but it, it all worked out. He came back with like three more receptions. So the guy's a goat. Uh, before I speak about Zach or Zach, before I speak about Zeke, um, shout out Vita Vea. That guy yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. He actually, uh, he might be the best defensive player on the box defense. He's incredible. He might yeah, be. Probably. He was ridiculous. He's the best nose tackle in the NFL, I think. I he agree. was crazy good. He's a freaking um, animal. Yeah. And that kind of transitions into the Zeke talk because um, it was clear the game plan immediately uh, was not to run up the middle against this team because you can't, because they have Vita Vea, they have Sue, they have JPP, like it, they have Shaq Barrett. Their defensive line is the best in the league probably. And you don't want to run against that for a reason. And they have great linebackers too. So even though they're, you know, their cornerbacks and safeties aren't, I would say weak, they had, they're pretty good, but that's the weakness of that defense compared to their front seven. Uh, 
So that's kind of why Zeke wasn't getting the ball. He was basically a sixth lineman and he's, he's one of the best pass blockers in the league from a running back uh, standpoint. He did a great job at picking up blitzes and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of what he was doing. And a lot of people were freaking out and they're saying that, you know, Zeke only has five carries and four, 40 yards or whatever he finished with. I think he had like 10 carries maybe. Um, but I think he looked decent when he did have the ball. He looked pretty quick, you know, cutbacks, getting to his holes. He looked pretty good. He obviously looks leaner. So from like a fantasy standpoint, I'm not too worried. The Cowboys, uh, you know, based the problem with that defense is they're not going to be winning a ton of games. They're not going to be leading. I think they're always going to be very, very close with everyone they're playing because that offense is so good. They're always going to be in kind of like shootout barn burners, but they're never going to be like controlling the clock for the most part and like running the game down, which kind of sucks for Zeke. Um, Cause that's kind of what they used to be. And that's why he led the league in rushing and whatnot, but I still think he's going to be super dangerous. One of the best offenses in the league by far. Uh, it will definitely be like top seven. And he has great TD upside when they get in the red zone. So I think Zeke's fine, 100%. If you're a fantasy owner out there or something and you want to go trade for Zeke, if the owner is like freaking out, I think that's a good idea, honestly. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, Dak looked ridiculous. Cowboys offense is very, very good. Defense, not so good. Tom Brady is ridiculous. Bucks defense, still going to be very solid this year. Very, very good. Um, pass rush is ridiculous. And um yeah. Any other takeaways from this game? I'm honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit about Zeke because while there's no need to worry, and obviously you brought up great points discussing that Tampa's defense was the key reason why he was not getting high volume. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying that, like, obviously the, the, the average fan would be like, why are they not running the ball more? They need to have more balanced offense. But in that situation, Dak was, moving the ball down the field. They scored 30 points the game. It wasn't like the offense was an issue. So I agree with you in that sense. But I think that at least when I've been saying all offseason, because I did not think that Zeke, and I still don't think that Zeke is going to be having like an 1,100-yard rushing season. And I think that some of kind of the hype brought into him because of what he did with Zach was getting a little over the top, in my opinion. And I kind of felt that during this game, and obviously, like we've stated, the Tampa defense, you cannot really, like, you just can't run against them. And But it was kind of still, those opportunities where I saw Zeke, it wasn't anything that I was, like, mesmerized by. And I just don't think that, obviously, you don't need to panic in a sense, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, everyone's thinking that this guy is going to be close to a top five back. And I was like, I just don't agree with that at all. And I feel like that kind of showed because even though it was tough against a Tampa off a Tampa defense, I at least didn't see anything from a rushing standpoint that really showed me he was going to be back to what we saw in his rookie year or whatever. But regardless, though, there's no need to worry because, it, like we said, it's Tampa and it's the first game. But it's definitely a concern. And I'm excited to see what Zeke will kind of do against the Chargers in week two because obviously we are used to the Chargers being a good defense um, and the kind of how the whole offense on Dallas does. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. But regardless, though, Dallas's defense is a worry, um, but their offense is certainly not. Yeah, I mean, their defense just wasn't good. Um, again, like we know this, they lucked into four turnovers. Like I wouldn't say any of those were earned really. Uh, would you guys say really any of the, them were, the, 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 the Rojo the fumble. fumble? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that was a great play by Randy Gregory. I'll give him that. But otherwise, the Brady arm punt, the uh, Leonard Fournette pick, and then the Godwin, he just kind of lost the ball, like pretty much. And I mean, there were good individual performances. Like I would say uh, DeMarcus Lawrence looked great. Uh, people are forgetting like DeMarcus Lawrence is a freaking great player, but he's just on Dallas and that team is dog shit on defense. So that's why uh, I thought Micah Parsons had a pretty good game for his first game in the NFL. And then Trayvon Diggs, uh, I think he was pretty good in this game, but the rest of the Dallas corners, man, Ooh. <laughs> uh, specifically Anthony Brown. Oh my God. Uh, he was getting absolutely toasted by Antonio Brown the entire game. And they kept putting him on AB. But I don't know why they didn't go to AB as much in the second half uh, because Tampa's offense kind of simmered down a little bit in the second half of that game. But, man, like Dallas's defense is going to be an issue. Uh, they just lucked into a lot of, a lot of turnovers that helped them. And like Tampa was about to put the game away, but Chris Godwin fumbled it right on the, like the goal line, essentially. Um, and then the guy who picked up the fumble didn't kneel it. Yeah. That was reason. funny. Yeah. That was stupid. Um, and then they went through, they went three and out. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, did this game change your guys' opinion on Dallas at all? Yeah. I, a little bit. I mean, the thing is, though, and all I, I have been expressing all offseason, the defense is going to be a big worry for them, but the offense is going to be great. I just don't know if the offense is going to make up for the defense. But with, when you're within two points of the defending Super Bowl champs and the team that I think is going to go back to back, I mean, come on. And look, as much as like I hate that Dak said it when he was like, we'll see you soon. That would be a fun matchup to watch again. You can't like offensively, that was an incredible matchup. And seeing it again definitely would be something that a lot of viewers would like to see. But yeah, no, it definitely showed me that that offense is just so star studded and has so much firepower to the point where it can probably make up for the defense when I didn't think it could. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of a reassurance to me that, you know, there was Dak coming off the major injury and also the injury in training camp. It was just a little bit of reassurance that, yeah, they'll probably be fine. Um, like I said, I don't think they're going to win a ton of games, but I think they're going to be in almost every single game that they play just because that offense is so good. And it's so good that they'll probably be able to sneak out a decent amount of those close game wins. Um, but, yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think they looked impressive. Uh, this is against – probably the best team in the NFL. I think we all would say either them or the chiefs. And it was against a very top end defense. Like Tampa is a top three defense in the NFL. You can debate whether the Patriots or the football team are better, whatever you could debate that. Uh, but this is an elite defense they're going up against and they held their own really well. And although their defense wasn't good, it was against one of the elite offenses in the NFL. So they managed to, you know, hold their own, force some turnovers, even if those turnovers weren't earned or not. They still managed to do what they were supposed to do. 
uh, but they didn't win the game, obviously. If if they were to rematch and they get Zach Martin back, I would. They definitely need to control the trenches better for sure. Um, like yeah, he, they were moving the ball fine. Dak threw fifty eight, six, whatever it was, fifty eight times. They did great passing the ball. But if you're if the Cowboys' offensive line as a unit with Zach Martin in there is ve- is a very good unit they should be able to win some battles against even the Bucks defense, defensive front. Um, I would like them to see to run a little bit better. Yeah, like I said, their tackles were playing great. Like JPP and Shaq Barrett literally didn't do much last night um, on the edges. I mean, they did good holding the edge, but pass rush-wise, wasn't literally as holding. good as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the interior was getting abused, though, by like Ndamukong Sue and – and Vita Vea. Vita Vea had a fucking game. He was amazing yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, just, that guy just looks like they went to Hawaii and just like got like a massive guy off the beach. Like he just like he has no gloves, no armbands. He's just like he has like low socks. He's just running out there and he's just like manhandling people. He looks like the the rocks character from Moana. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. What is that guy's name in that movie? I don't remember, but I don't know. He has a good song though. They sing a good song in that one. Yeah. Let me uh let me just read something to you guys quick though uh, just to show you how nfl is king um so last night's opening night game brought in 26 million viewers okay that is the highest watch show of the year since the super bowl <laughs> and it is the highest watched kickoff game since 2015 I mean, that was the best kickoff game I've seen recently. I don't know which one was better, if you guys can think of any recently. I mean, Patriots-Steelers was horrible. Um, Patriots-Chiefs was all right. Yeah. But uh, that, that, this was definitely better. This yeah. is the best I could remember. Chiefs-Texans right. was bad. Patriots-Steelers. Oh, yeah. Patriots blew out the Steelers. Um, is there any other we can really think of off the top of our heads, really? Not really. It was just, I mean, this game was phenomenal. Who did the Eagles play? Um, was it the can tell you. Falcons? It was the Falcons. No. I think it no, was. No, that was week two, wasn't it? No, I don't. I think it was the Falcons. That wasn't the game where Julio had the wall. No, that was in 2019. Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me pull. They won the Super Bowl in 2017, right? Correct. 2017 NFL week one. Um, no, the Colton Rams kicked off the season. Whatever. Regardless, it was the yeah, best. Yeah, I don't game. remember. I don't know. You know, it was the best game we've had in a while. So, no, that was Patriots Chiefs. That was Patriots Chiefs. I'm probably thinking backwards, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Definitely. <laughs> um. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add? That's it. All right. It was so, the Falcon. It was the Falcons. Okay. It was the Falcons. I, um, I was thinking of a different thing. So should we preview our game that we're looking forward to next week? Yeah. Or but this week. In this two week. Days. We're in the week. I know. Um, I'll start us off, I guess. Um, Don't take mine. I'm not going to. I'm going to okay. go with the Steelers and Bills. Um, this is a game that I think a lot of people on the surface level is just thinking that Buffalo is going to beat them. And I don't necessarily think so. Pittsburgh had a really bad end of the year last year. All of us can agree. But if I think any team is going to upset 
have this it, like it's a team that I think just screams upset week one. Obviously, Pittsburgh, even not just last year, but from however many years ago, they've always been a team that in the first half of the season, or at least in the first couple games this season, has a really strong start. And I think that'll continue into this year. Like I said, even though it was a bad back half of the year last year, a bad playoff game against Cleveland. They still had a fantastic regular season, and the roster, you could argue some pieces defensively, hasn't really changed drastically. Um, so they're bringing back a lot of the key components on the team, and I think that it's going to show in the regular season, at least in the first half of the year. And I think on the road, a lot of people don't think this is going to happen, but I will take the Steelers over the Bills. But there's other things I am looking for. Obviously, I have Josh Allen winning the MVP. Is that going to showcase in this first game, and how well is he going to do? Uh, the Pittsburgh defense, like I said, how is it going to kind of equivalent to be, how is it going to be kind of the same as last year? And then there's also some other factors that obviously you can kind of say about any team, but there's a lot to in store for this game. Uh, it's a one o'clock game. Kind of wish it was like that the four thirties time slot, but it still should be regardless a great game. And I think the Steelers will come out on top. So that's one I am definitely looking forward to in week one. Kurt, I think you and me were the only ones who picked the Steelers. For that game this well, week. Well, Sam, are you surprised? We're definitely the smartest ones here. Definitely not the guy in the top left right now. <laughs> He's in the well, bottom. He's in well, the you're bottom. In the, you're in the top because... left for me. So yeah, think... you're in the oh, top well, left. For me too. Certainly not talking that about myself. That's only uh, only someone on the bottom, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, for, because we're both a level of. Oh, so it's like a, t- a tier list yeah. of like because I'm like people. I'm carrying you guys, so I'm on the there, bottom. Uh, there's there's S tier and then F tier right below yeah. us. There's no one between. Sorry, Saul. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Steelers Bills. It's gonna be a good one. Uh, I'm interested to see how the Steelers offense, you know, plays because I, I think I know what we're gonna get from the defense. It's gonna be really good. Just signed TJ Watt, obviously. Um, they're gonna be beasts. But this offense is interesting. I think Ben looked pretty good this preseason, and they obviously have the weapons. Offensive line is lacking. We've said it a million times, but maybe they can make up for it with Najee Harris relieve some pressure off of Big Ben, and he can. Uh, Hit Claypool. Someone bet uh ten thousand dollars to or was it one thousand? It was a thousand thousand dollars on Claypool leading the league. That's a good bet. That's n- that's a pretty good bet. Like, I love that's not like bad. it. Like pretty good odds. A thousand. What does he win? Like ninety one thousand ninety one k. Yeah, it something? was like ninety k or something like yeah. that. But that is a that's a good bet. It's I don't I don't like bet. that. I don't dislike that bet at yeah. all. I mean, you're really just throwing darts at that point, but like Clay, I could see it. Claypool is someone who could lead the league in touchdowns. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely gonna be a good game. Mine. I was going to go. Well, uh, I was going to go Cardinals Titans. I think that's going to be a really exciting matchup. I'm going to go Browns chiefs though. I don't, I like, I don't, this is by far the most exciting game of the weekend to me. Um, I think this is a, do we all have that as the AFC championship? I think uh, we all but I did. have it uh, hosting in Cleveland. Yeah, well, you still have them losing. So, That's uh, but yeah, I have the Browns winning week one. I picked uh, the Browns in game picks. Uh, I just think that this is a very, very good roster. We've said a thousand times. Um, you don't know if Odell is going to play. There's also some other pieces that might be missing the game. I really didn't look into that too much. Uh, so that could affect the game, but, um, I'm interested to see how this chiefs offensive revamped offensive line performs against this Browns defense, because the Browns defense is very, very good. Um, and you know, miles Garrett, he was my pick to win defensive player of the year. So he's going to have his way with the chiefs maybe, but, um, 
you know, the Chiefs, they got Orlando Brown now. They, they revamped that offensive line. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I always love watching the Chiefs. They're one of my favorite teams to watch, obviously. Most exciting offense in the league. So, um, and I want to see how Clyde Edwards Hilaire does for my fantasy team, of course. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I think that's going to be a really good game. And I be, I mean, we all expect that those teams to meet again in the playoffs or, um, you know, at l- both or at least one of them will go really deep into the playoffs this year. So that's a potential, you know, AFC championship preview. So I want to see what happens with that. But like I said, I do have the Browns winning in an upset. So we'll see. And they're on the road. So it was a little bit of a bold pick. Um, I agree with you, though. So you we're the, the smart Browns winning? Of course they got the Browns okay. winning. I like it. Wow. I KC. Oh, I think look, look who's not the smart one now. I think that's probably Notice how idea. I always <laughs> remain the smart one. That's... Well, you're yeah. saying you're smart because you have the same pick as Sully. That's like the opposite of smart. <laughs> That's like being a genius. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one, bud. But uh, no, I agree. Uh, Chiefs Browns. I mean, if you're getting two of the top five, six, seven teams in the NFL, like, yeah, it's going to be fireworks, bro. These offenses yeah. are just packing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what else can you say? There's not much else to say. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> why is this not the sunday night game is my question yeah what is this like rams it's right? rams Chicago bears why yeah, is it like, also not a monday night game why is will, it the bears ravens raiders though, is the monday night game i will say though i think chicago will keep it somewhat close against la everyone's mm-hmm. expecting a blowout i think it'll be i think chicago covers that's Great. just no. you have no idea what you're talking about i no. Dude, uh, I do. Matt Stafford's throwing for four touchdowns. You, I, Sully, I know your Matthew Stafford obsession is going to the roof, but it's just, it's okay. Matt it's Stafford okay. is getting way too much hate. It, 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 he's, he's good. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm not. I'm not saying from you. I'm just saying from everyone, like no, around he is. the NFL, like or like NFL fans in general. They just keep bringing up his Lions record. Like I don't care about his Lions record at all. Like, not even a little bit. I don't care about it at all. I care and, about him. As yeah. a player. I yeah. care about him too. And then they're just like, oh, he had Calvin Johnson. I'm like, I don't care who he had on his team. Like, just watch him play. Hey, so look- do you care? No, I don't care. <laughs> watch him play. Look how good he is. Look at his skills. And then put him in an offense that's very, very good. A very good system. It's gonna be great. I'm more I'm more worried about his health than anything. I'm with you, Sully. I am too. I'm just saying, I think Chicago keeps it close. All right. Uh, Okay. So for mine, uh, there were a couple I was deciding between. I was excited for the Joe Burrow return against the Vikings. I think that could be a neat game. Hammer Vikings minus three and a half. No, I can't. I agree on that, but it's just me being a Joe Burrow stand. Uh, And then obviously I think Jets Panthers could be fun. I was almost going to pick that. Uh, I think that could be a really fun game. But then it's the Jets at the end of the day, so. Exactly, but I'm ex- I, I'm kind of interested in that game. I think Broncos Giants could be just a shit show. That could um, be a fun one. Giants, but um, yeah. but I went with Dolphins Patriots. Uh, I think mm. now I think this could be a snoozer offensively potentially. Uh, that could happen. Um, but these are two defenses that are excellently coached. Uh, I mean, Bill Belichick is the best defensive coach in NFL history. He's the best coach in NFL history. And then you obviously have Brian Flores, who is an underling to Bill Belichick and now has done his own thing in Miami and has just done a great job. And I don't really see how Miami's defense is going to fall off really. 
Uh, they've got new pieces in there. And also the Patriots are adding a lot back. But the main reason why you're going to be excited for this game is the Alabama quarterback duel. Uh, you got Mac Jones, who's starting, who I'm excited about because I think he's going to be great in this system. And I think the Patriots offense could be really exciting. And also, Tua. We got to see how Tua Boo. does. Uh, but I'm someone who thinks both these teams are playoff teams. Uh, they're both playoff caliber, I guess you could say. I didn't really have the Dolphins. The Dolphins missed on the playoffs for me based on tiebreaker. But now that the Ravens lost Gus Edwards and fucking Marcus Peters in one day, that's horrible, by the way. I'm sorry, Ravens, but back-to-back plays, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah that, that's just really unlucky. And they already lost J.K. Dobbins to an ACL. They lost L.J. Fort to an ACL. They lost Justice Hill to an Achilles. They literally signed every running back from 2016 on their, their roster. Yeah. They just need um, AP. Literally. Uh, but no, like this game, I think it's going to be exciting because you got two young quarterbacks in the perfect systems for them and we can see how they do, uh, against one another. Uh, but I just want to say, don't overreact to their performances in week one, because they're both going up against great defenses. So that know the offense that they're playing against like a book, because they're literally the same offense and the exact same defense. Who do you have running? I have the Pats winning. All right. Same. Me too. We're all smart at the end of the day. All right. Anyone have anything else to add going into Sunday? One final take. Anyone got a hot take? Throw it out there right now. Football is the best sport. Oh, that's not that's, hot at all. That's not hot at all. Well, yeah, and then you have people like James who say it's basketball and it yeah. doesn't even stand a chance. James um, would James would rather watch like an 81 to 78 Sacramento Kings Detroit Pistons game than football. Like, he's got to be lying. There's no way you could say that with a straight face and be serious. <laughs> um, I will say, though, very looking forward to uh, season two of Takeaway Tuesday. It's going to be fire. Oh, of course. Yes, sir. Yeah, season two, budget increased. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, we are loaded this year. We got new graphics. Yep. Talk to new graphics. Talk to yep. producers. The they're, they're, uh, yeah, the producers are, they're hyped. They're hyped. For if season anyone two. noticed the slight upgrade to the highlighted logo. Yeah, that too. The character development in season two is going to be off the charts. You guys are going to be hyped. <laughs> Sully's um, finally going to accept Trevor Lawrence over Daniel Jones. <laughs> as his, as his yeah, main, that's the season main arc. arc. All right. <laughs> well, the cliff thanks. Here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you did enjoy, hit the, hit the five star rating, Apple Podcasts, because why not? You know, you guys love us. We love you. Let's let's do a little uh, little five star review. Anyway, we'll be back after this Sunday. We'll take away Tuesday. We can't wait to see you. Peace out, guys.